0: hello you're listening to the secret keepers club podcast hello everyone and welcome to secret keepers club thank you guys so much for tuning in so happy to have you here as always my name is carly aquilino i'm your host and this week we have a good episode for you I have a lot of questions that you guys sent into secret keepers club at gmail.com and some other stuff that i want to chit chat with you guys about so let's get right into it um So I wanted to tell you guys about something that happened to me over the weekend that I thought was hilarious. I went out on Friday to dinner, or what I thought was just going to be dinner with my friends. And we ended up going out to like a club afterwards to go dancing. And you know, I'm I'm an original hoe here. Like I know that when you go out dancing, you bring like a side bag, something that you could wear where it's not gonna be like intrusive. It's not gonna get in the way of you shaking it, right? Like you don't wanna be carrying a bag with your hand, like nothing that has to be over your shoulder. Like you want a little side satchel, something small, put your phone and your money, and that's it, right? But I didn't know we were going out dancing, so I wore my normal summer bag, which is a basket, essentially. Um it's like a big basket that I wear. I think it's in one of my Instagram pictures. If you guys look, it's like I'm holding this just like basket and that's my summer purse and I like it and I think it's damn cute. And it's very French, by the way. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay. So don't come to me with any slander about damn basket, but it was not a hit. And this is the first time ever because I'm telling you, when I'm wearing it, every day people stop me and they're like, what is this thing? I love it. And I'm like, it's a Birkin basket it's a broken basket. Right? So I brought my basket out and my friends of course are like, girl, what the fuck is this thing? And I'm like, listen, I wear it all the time. I don't know where you've been. Cause I've had this thing for years. Um, And then we're at the club and it's like, I can't be dancing with a giant basket in my little red riding hood. So I put it off to the side on this little shelf. And I kept seeing people like going over and looking at it, going over and looking at it. Anyway, long story short, I'm out the whole damn night. Okay. You have to pull me out the club if I'm dancing. And by the way, if you're going out and you're trying to dance with your girlies, right? If you go anywhere other than a gay bar, you're doing it wrong. And I'm just going to say that I don't care. Oh, I want to go out and meet guys. No, you don't. You want to go. If you want to really go out and dance, you go to a gay bar because they get it. They know what songs to play. It's good energy. It's so much fun. You could just let loose. Right. So if I'm out, you're going to have to pull me out of of the damn club or I'm going to stay there until the lights go on. We ended up leaving at like three thirty in the morning, which I don't know who I think I am doing that because I am 30 years old. I was born in 1990 and sorry guys, I was just, uh, I'll I'll explain why my voice is so different in a second. But, um, so anyway, I pick up my basket to leave and there's so much water coming out of it. Like it's leaking, it's leaking through the basket. Like we weft It's leaking water. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I open it and there's like five cups in there. And I'm walking out of the club with my friend Ross and I'm like scooping ice and limes and lemons out of this bag. And I realized that people thought it was a waste paper basket. So they were just throwing their drinks in there the whole fucking night. The whole night people were putting their cups in my basket. And I don't appreciate that. Not one bit. And that was a that was some guy came up to me and was like, is that your purse? And I go, Yeah, it's my purse. And he's like, I need to see you holding it. So I know what this looks like. So I'm like, okay, babes, obviously I will do that for you. And I'm holding it. And he's like, I get it now. You know? But anywho, that was very disrespectful. And if you were at the damn playhouse on Friday night and you threw something in that basket. I'm going to need you to Venmo me $20. Okay. So that's that. Um, and I thought that was funny. I also got a DM from one of you that saw me out on a date the other night. Hi, hello. You can always say hi to me, you guys, you know, if you bump, if you, if you bump into me, if you see me, always say hi to me. And then there was another person at Playhouse. That's a secret keeper. So hi, my little chicas, what's going on? Um, like I was going to say. I was just, uh, my voice is different because I was just crying for about an hour. I tried to record this episode and something, everybody's okay, everything's fine, but something happened and just totally broke my heart. I was recording, and by the way, I have this all on, video now because i'm recording this on zoom but i was recording and i have this mirror in my apartment that was my great grandmother's it's been in my family for 100 years if you follow me on patreon you've seen it it's probably somewhere on my instagram too it's a huge mirror and it's like a family heirloom i was so happy when my parents said that i could have it i've had it in my apartment for a little bit um but it was on a carpet and it had stuff on the bottom of it to keep it down. And it was on a carpet too. And, uh, Stanley was playing, he's fine, by the way, Stanley was playing and kept pulling at the carpet, pulling at the carpet. And, and he pulled the carpet out from under it and it fell and shattered. And I'm so upset. Um, because like I said, it's been in my family for a hundred years and, it, it's nostalgic to me in a way that I remember it from my childhood. There's pick the baby pictures of my dad and the, and the mirrors in the background. And it was just, it's my most prized possession. I'm, I'm utterly heartbroken over this, but, um, I just was on the phone with my parents and, and my dad said he might be able to get me a, uh, a new piece for the middle of it so we could hopefully salvage it. But I'm like, what am I supposed to do with it? The thing is taller than me. So it's just in the middle of my um, floor. Now I covered the whole thing in cardboard and I put a carpet over it just so the cats don't step on it. And I swept up and, and picked up all the glass that was like around it. But he was like, don't touch it. Just like cover it. And I'll come, I'll come get the, the border of it. I'm like, okay. So that's that. I mean, it was so loud too. The mirror is so big. My neighbors, my neighbors texted me like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, Stanley's a bad boy. That's really what I said. I know he didn't do it on purpose. He's been freaking on one today. I swear to you, this cat is like on crystal meth. He woke me up at 5 a.m. Biting me Bad broke my, broke my family heirloom, my most prized possession that I love literally so much broke that, but he didn't do it on purpose. And animals are dumb. Sometimes they don't get it. They don't know that it's a family heirloom, but anywho, I was just crying for an hour. So that's why I'm a little, I sound a little congested. if you, if you were wondering, but it's okay. You know, as long as he's okay, thank God he got out of the way. That was really scary. That was really, really scary. Um, okay, let's get into these emails. Oh, by the way. Okay, so what else did I want to talk to you guys about? There was a, oh, an article that I read about how, and you guys know I love seeing tweets about this because I love reading the comments about how Robin of the Batman and Robin comic book series is uh, just, is now bisexual or by curious, it seems because I read the whole thing and it's like, he agreed to go out on a date with another male character. And so I don't know if he came out officially as bisexual or if he's just by curious, but I I mean, reading the comments, people are so angry and for what, and for what they're like, stop pushing this on our kids. It's like, Hey, just so you know, if your kid's going to be gay, your kid's going to be gay. It's got nothing to do with any comic books or whatever. But I like it. I think it's important for especially kids to have representation because there are so many kids who might have gay parents or just LGBT, you know, LGBTQIA plus, you know, parents in that community. So I think that it's important for them to have representation um, in media, in all different forms of media. I think that if they are different in any way, I think it'll make them feel better. And I think that it'll teach them not to judge others. So any situation it's good, but, you know, and this isn't the first time that, uh, the, any type of like cartoon character has come out and been like oh by the way you know the carpet from aladdin is gay or or you know like whatever jessica rabbit is a lesbian or something like that and i don't think that those specific things happen but i'm just giving examples off the top of my head but it's not the first time it's happened i think that the more it happens the better but i do think like Part of me, it, maybe I'm just a little jaded about it because I'm like, oh, now you all want to be like be inclusive of everybody. Like why not make a cartoon in and of itself that that's about a superhero that has gay dads or mom or whatever. I think that that would be really cool too. So they have the capability of doing that and, and pulling their weight in that way. So I'm kind of like, hey man, doing these little subtle nuanced support things, eh. I like it. I love to see it, but you could do better and you should. So that's my opinion on it, but Hey, good for Robin. Good for Robin. He's bisex. He's bisexual. He's a bisexual and we love that for him. So what else did I want to talk about? Okay. Also in the news last week, feel like this is a roller coaster of an episode so far guys but hang tight. In the news last week, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, Governor of New York City resigned officially and we have a new governor now which is which is a great and it's a woman and we love that. We love her. Okay? Of course, it sucks that the first female governor of New York was put there under such terrible and despicable pretenses but it's just unfortunately the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, um, but I was getting so many, and you guys know I've spoken about Cuomo a bunch of times since all of this, all of these accusations started coming out, and I'm like I'm disappointed, and and I. I'm not happy. And I, of course, would never in a million years support somebody that's accused of sexual misconduct and admitted sexual misconduct. I would never do that. But I was getting all of these messages from people that are like, you're disgusting. You used to talk about him all the time. I'm like, yeah, I talked about him all the time, obviously, on my Instagram, on my podcast, blah, 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 saying, like, oh, look at that, whatever. But of course, since even before these allegations started coming out, I would never do that now. And I will tell you something, you know, I hate talking about politics, but you're forcing my hand at this point. The people who are telling me all of this are very much giving Make America Great Again. In which case, if you're one of those listening to this, Because the real ones, if you guys have listened, you know that I've spoken about it before. And I've literally said, I don't want to support any man anymore because I can't trust anybody out here. Okay. And I end up saying nice things about a guy in the next week. He's accused of something. I'm just like, God damn it. You know, I famously have bad taste in men, but you have absolutely no leg to stand on when it comes to telling me that I'm wrong for who I once supported because I would never knowingly support somebody that does terrible things. And that's the difference between you and I, just FYI. I had to put that out there for them. But I'm not gonna go on a whole rant about it because I'm already on edge because my fucking mirror broke. Damn it. Anywho, let's get into these emails. My boy, my my boys and my girls. All right, here we go. I had them all open, ready to go, and then boom, mirror breaks. Which, by the way, you know that I'm superstitious. Oh, should I put salt over my shoulder? I'm gonna have to do that. Um. All right, here we go. Boom. Okay, so we have some fuck Mary kills that you guys sent in, but let's do this here. This one says, thanks to you, my kids play FMK and a shit crappens is included. Okay. Hi, Carly. Hi, Robert. Hi, Stanley. I love how obsessed you are with your adorable sons. I'm more of a dog person, but I act just like you only with my dogs. I discovered your podcast back in February and I'm a new listener, but I've caught up on every episode. Most of the time I listen to you in the morning when I run or walk my dogs. Anyway, a couple weeks ago, I was driving with my daughters in the car for reference. They're nine and seven years old. I had only a few minutes left of one of your episodes and I wanted to finish listening. So I decided to play it over the car speakers. Oh no, don't tell me girl. Don't tell me. Oh God. As most endings of your episode go, there were a few FMKs. Most of them were food related. The episode ended. I put some music on, didn't think twice about anything. Tell me why tonight at dinner, my daughters were trying to play Fuck Mary Kill and coming up with all sorts of different options. I asked them where did you learn this game? And they said the Carly lady from the podcast was talking about it, and we had to change the F word to fudge. They call it fudge Mary Kill instead of because somebody once told them to use the word fudge instead of fuck a long time ago. They then asked me, what does it mean to fudge something? I told them let's have that combo on a different day since I'm already feeling like mom of the year today. Oh no. Anyway, one of their FMKs was muffins, donuts, and waffles. Ooh, okay. We've never, I don't think we've ever done those three before. I think it was a pretty good one. So you can include it at the end if you want. Yes, we will do that one. Uh, I'll let them know that Carly played their FMK. I had to share the story with you. I know it's already been so long, but I have a shit crap and story. Oh my God. Okay let's get into this, this shit crap and story. And I'm going to save this, this fudge married kill, uh, for the end of the epi. So, okay. So one morning I headed out, I headed out on my fun a few minutes after. Okay. I think, okay. Again, I'm Ron Burgundy and I read it fun, but we know she was talking about a run. We know she was talking about a run. She was out on her run after a few minutes. I felt my tummy rumbling I figured it would pass since this happened sometimes and I continued on I made it another mile and then felt more stomach pains I stopped running started walking and then felt my stomach clench. Oh, no I knew I wasn't going to be able to keep going and needed to get home ASAP I was able to speed walk back to my street a few quick stops for cramping and clenching I live toward the top of my hill and up a steep driveway. I also need to mention that I run early, so it was still dark out, and the street was pretty quiet. As I'm walking up the street, I'm praying I make it home. The pain got unbearable. I was sweating so much at this point, I can feel that I'm on the verge of explosion. As I walk up to my driveway, I looked around and made sure I couldn't see anyone, so I crouched down in some weed type plants, pulled my pants down, and let loose. <laughs> Even though I didn't make it to the bathroom, I at least made it home. I used the dog scooper pooper to clean up the mess when I went outside straight into the bathroom to shower off. Oh my God. After I'm feeling so fresh and clean, I put the horrible incident behind me. My husband goes, Hey babe, how was your run? I said it was fine. And he asked me if my stomach is better. I go, how did you know? Oh no, I don't like it. I don't like this no this is not no girl oh god I needed one of these stories today he said he got woken up to notifications oh no on his phone from our security camera he goes I saw you shitting on the plane. I was so worried about the neighbors. I completely forgot to get out of view of my own damn camera. He even saved the video. No, he did not save the video. You need to divorce him. I cannot believe that happened to you. Oh my God. (laughs) The fact that he brought it up so casually is shady. No, that's shady. I love that. Oh, God. Okay. Let's get into this next one. We're going to do that fuck, marry, kill at the end. Hello to Carly, the beautiful fur babies, and my secret keeper sisters. Okay, so where do I begin? I met my middle... I married my middle school sweetheart. We'll name him Danny, but our relationship has been far from healthy. He has a history of cheating on me when he's on deployment. So these past two years, things have been surprisingly smooth sailing. We got married in July 2020 and welcomed our beautiful baby boy, October 2020. Oh, well, congratulations on your little baby. Uh, Last last night we went to target to pick up a couple of things. He said he wanted in the, uh, to stay in the car. When I'm done at target, I come back into the car and notice he's on Instagram DM and he got startled when I got in. Uh Oh, I don't like where this is going. Not one single bit. Sissy. Okay. I asked him who he was texting and he snapped with, you want to ruin your own appetite like that? What? He literally never talked to me like that. It's always baby, my love, beautiful. Even if we're fighting, I sat there in awe as he drives us home and hands me his phone to show me that he was looking at what he was looking at. He didn't send any messages, but he was looking at old messages from him and his ex from 2016. He cheated on me with her. Like he didn't cheat now, but how should I feel about this as his wife? During this time, he was telling me that I'm in trouble that I'm trouble. He wasn't ready for a baby. He hates me. He told me to get off. He told me to get off the car at a red light. And I did, I walked over to his mom's house because it was the closest and I'm talking to her and letting her. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, This is going. Uh, Okay. At no point do I know where this story is going and it's getting okay. Okay. I'm talking to her and letting it all out, telling her that her son hit me while I was pregnant, gave me an STD while I was pregnant. And she had the audacity to say that it was my fault. What? What? Because even though I was pregnant and married and allergic to latex, I I still should have been using condoms and her son is not to blame. Thankfully, my friend came to pick me up and we ended up parked in front of my mother-in-law's house talking about life and finished a whole bottle of Patron. Good for you, girl. You needed that. Uh, Everything is fine and dandy when I feel like I need to use the restroom, but I really could not hold it. Okay, okay, okay. This is now turning and flipping and going another way, girl. Okay. Everything is fine and dandy when I feel like I need to use the restroom, but I really could not hold it and step out of the car before I know it. I'm shitting on my mother-in-law's lawn. This is a shit-crapping story. I literally have never shat like this before, but I literally pukassoed. It was a perfect swirl. <laughs> As I'm wiping, I always have w- wipes in the car, ladies. Tell me why my mother-in-law's boyfriend comes out and turns the lights on and begins to water the lawn. He sees my whole bare ass. And their little poodle comes straight for it And starts sniffing it And he, oh my god And he, oh my god I have no idea if he told my mother-in-law Or if this is our little secret But so awkward to say the least Help a girl out and demand me to leave this man I I cannot believe this story Uh, I've tried many times and still end up with him God hates me anyways Talk to you later, love ya Okay Okay, okay Now, this is a lot to unpack here. This started off one way, ended up going another way, and then came full circle and was completely something that I had no idea what was about to happen. At no point did I know which way the story was going. But shit crappings aside, um, you absolutely need to leave this man. You you just have to, you'll be better off without him. You'll be happier without him. Of course, it's always hard to say goodbye to somebody that we loved or we, we love or anything like that. But you need to have more respect for yourself and say, listen, I deserve better. And I would rather be alone than be with somebody that is abusive and not loyal. And sorry, girl, but he's just a straight up piece of shit. No pun intended here. That's, and he doesn't have a good family or understanding family at all. The fact that he even told you to get out of the car and you had to walk. I mean, this whole thing is just, wow. And he's talking to his ex and he cheated on you and he was abusive and he gave you an STD when you were pregnant. Girly, you are worth so, so much more than that. And I mean, you have to know, You know what? It's so hard because, like, I don't want to say, like, you have to have more respect for yourself and you have to know how to walk away and all this stuff. Because I understand that when you're in situations like that, it becomes a very codependent situation where you don't know that there are other things out there for you. You don't see that you would be wonderful alone. And you don't see that there are other people in this world that wouldn't treat you this way because you kind of get into this mentality that happen this happens very often when you're with somebody that's abusive so I don't in any which way want you to think that I'm blaming this on you or that this is your fault or your responsibility I don't want you to think that I'm saying that all I want you to know is that I'm saying and I mean this from the bottom of my heart I say this with peace and love you are better than this and you will not regret your decision to leave this man I know that pulling the trigger is the hardest part. And actually leaving in general at first is the hardest part, right? Making that first move, but you're kind of brainwashed right now to thinking that you need this man or that he serves you in any type of way because he doesn't. And he's the one that's lucky and he's the one that's blessed. And if I were you, you let him go, let him go talk to the ex that he was talking to and all this stuff. That's fine. Go bye. Because guess what? She's not going to want his busted ass either. These men really think, they really, they really think, they really think that they bring more to the table. And I wouldn't do, no. I wouldn't do anything for him. He's out. He's out. And we need to keep it moving. Because we're better than that. And we're not going to settle. We're not going to settle. Okay. This one says male maturity formula. Also girl please let us know what the update is on that and do this in a in a safe way. Also like I feel like I didn't t- touch on this enough and before I get into this next email if you are with somebody that's abusive I know that it's hard to see but you need to remove yourself from the situation as soon as possible because you never know what somebody's capable of doing. You never know. And if you're somebody, if you're friends with somebody who's in an abusive relationship, you need to step in and say, girl, let's go, let's pack the shit and let's move you out when he's not home or whatever, whatever the safest route is, you need to take that route and you got to go because now you're, you're, you could be in danger with this person. You don't know what he's capable of doing or the lengths he's, he's going to go. So please be careful. Please just, you gotta, you gotta go, girl. You gotta go. Um, okay, this next one says male maturity formula. Hey, Carly, big fan, frequent listener, husband to a bigger fan. Oh, you guys listen together as a married couple? We love that. In last week's podcast, you talked about men being less mature than women of the same age. I've always always believed this to be true and created a formula to calculate a male's maturity. Give this a try. You'll see it's accurate for 95% of men. Male maturity equals actual age minus actual age divided by four. So a 20-year-old is 20 minus five, which equals 15. That sounds about right. A 28-year-old is 20... Eight minus 28 divided by four, which is 21, and so on. Okay, that's that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I was um talking to my friend last night about, I was like, what's the oldest guy you would date? And she is a little bit older than me, but she was like, I think 50. And I was thinking about what would my what would my oldest be? I don't know. Because you don't wanna be like, oh, you're you know uh, it's hard to say but i also do feel like even guys that are 30 i'm just kind of like you're acting 25 you know so i think is 40 ideal for me 40 45 what do you guys think also do I, do I i i mean who knows i guess it depends on the person but yes that sounds like a pretty legitimate formula um let's get into this next one this one says how do i grow a backbone hi carly and the pussycats oh my god that's what the damn podcast should be called carly and the pussycats how cute even though my pussycat broke my mirror and now i'm all congested because i was hysterical crying okay love the pod excited for your new endeavor with Jessie may oh thank you guys so much um If you if you didn't hear about it last week when I had talked about it, me and Jesse are doing a podcast. It's going to be Patreon only. It's going to have its own separate Patreon. Uh, The podcast is called Girl and it comes out September 1st. Oh, my God. I'm all my boogies are coming out now. So it's going to come out September 1st and I'll keep you guys posted on that. I'm very excited about that. You know, I love my girly. So. She says, I need some advice about sticking up for myself and not allowing others to disrespect me. I work for a high-end magazine with a lot of luxury, high-profile advertisers. I constantly feel out of my element in this world. I come from a very modest background and feel like an alien compared to all of our wealthy clients and colleagues. Of course, with rich people comes rich people behavior. Our clients constantly disrespect, to me, disrespect me, talk down to me, and I have been screamed at slash berated over the phone, email, Zoom countless times. Uh, it makes me feel absolutely awful. I'm a reserved sensitive person and I hate conflict of all kinds I have trouble standing up for myself in general and i'm a big pushover even outside of work It's something that I've been working on getting better at in my personal life, but it's a different story in a professional setting. I feel like I just have to take abuse from these people as they're the ones who make the magazine money and we wouldn't be able to operate without them. My bosses have made it abundantly clear that, quote unquote, the customer is always right and whatever they say goes. I don't feel supported by them in the slightest and they have never defended me, even though I've been treated poorly by clients. Since I am one of the only entry-level people in the company. I feel like I'm a designated punching bag for any grievances clients may have. There have been so many times where I've wanted to put these people in their places and keep, but I keep silent out of fear of losing my job. I've worked countless retail and customer service jobs and dealt with Karens on a daily basis. And I thought I would it would be better now that i am in the corporate world apparently it's all the same bullshit anyway how do i preserve my sanity assert myself and gain respect from others without being fired any advice would be complicated would be appreciated and here's an fmk okay and then she gives an fmk so we'll we'll do that one at the end as well so i'm sorry that this is going on with you this definitely sucks and it's like one of these things i remember i don't know if i've uh I don't know if I've told this story before. I might have, but I remember when I worked. I worked in a restaurant years ago, and I was I was like a teenager, and I remember coming home and being like, "Oh my God, I can't believe how rude and disgusting people are," because people really do not know. Unless you've worked in a business like this, you don't understand how how rude people really are especially to those that work in the service industry. If they feel like they're at a lower position, it's just so disgusting. And I remember telling my dad because people would snap at me. People would always be mad at me. I'm like, let's, I'm a freaking bus boy. You think I made your chicken? You really think, I'm literally a bus boy. I clean the fucking toilets. And I, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the night. And during the day, I'm just picking up dirty plates. You think that I made your pork, sir. You're yelling at me because you don't like your damn fettuccine alfredo. But I remember saying to my dad, people are so mean, I don't want to work there anymore because they're so rude and snappy with me and all this stuff. And he was like, unfortunately, anyway, this was like very much like, and I'm going to say the other side of this as well. And this was very much the type of advice that my parents would give, Um, just kind of like a real world, like just is just like the real world. But he was like, unfortunately, everywhere you go, there's always going to be assholes and you need to just go in, do your work, keep your head down and keep it moving. Now, with that being said, there are levels to this. There definitely are levels to this, because to me. There's a difference between like, yeah, I'll take a little shit from clients and, you know, jobs, you got to kiss ass, especially it seems like in the job that you're in, you got to kiss ass, you got to put a smile on and and blah, blah, blah. And there's a difference between that, which is just your regular type of work stuff, and then turning it into a toxic work environment because there's a huge difference between those two and I think it's important to know the difference I remember on the other end of the coin where it was was a very toxic environment I was working for for a woman um that when I was a hairdresser and she was like the best in the city and I was like honored to work with her because she only worked with two people and you know, she had all of these clients that were like, they were like supermodels, like all the biggest supermodels I've met. I've met every single freaking one of them because I worked for this woman and she would do all their hair and I would help her and whatever. So with all that being said, she was a very toxic, abusive person. I think she had a lot of other stuff going on where it was like, she, I, I don't know. I don't want to be like diagnosing people with stuff, but she was toxic. She was mean. She was rude. She would talk down to me and the other guy that worked there um, in front of these celebrities. And like, the, she was just, and we would just have to go sit there and nod and nod and nod. And I was always like on the brink of leaving, but I was like, I need this work experience. This was, you know, I've lived many lives this was before I started doing comedy, I ended up actually leaving only because I had to get surgery in my, in my spine, but I know all of the other people that worked there, like just throughout the years. And they all kind of said, say the same thing. Like I had to leave for my own sanity. I felt like I was in a toxic, abusive relationship with somebody. And that's really what, That's really what it was. And that's when you need to bow out and you need to leave. You know, if you feel like you're getting like verbally abused and, and it's not worth it, girl, it's not worth it because people do, people do, you know, they need to know. I don't like this thing where it's like, oh, well, rich people could just do whatever the fuck they want. That's not really fair. They could talk to people like they're pieces of shit. They could, you know what I'm saying? They could treat people differently. The rules don't apply to them. I don't believe that. Sorry. Sorry, you're a piece of shit. Doesn't matter how much money you have. So girl, I I don't know what I would do if I was like on a conference call or a Zoom. Maybe give a little slick, like with a smile on your face. You know, you would have to give me a scenario for me to think of a good comeback. But... uh, Maybe you could put something out there that's like, oh, no, no, we're not, we're not going to play this game. We're not going to play this game because you deserve better than that. And you're worth more than that. And you should be worth more than that to your bosses who are not defending you. And maybe that's what you could do. You could say something to them as well. Say like, hey, do you mind defending me? But... I would probably be applying at other places. Truly. Okay. You guys, this next one says, Hey, Carly, fellow Scorpio, I'm November 10th. Ooh. Okay. Uh, First of all, I just discovered your podcast at work and listened to it for literally eight hours and then continued to listen to it at home as I ate a Jamaican beef patty. Ooh, what's a Jamaican? See, I've never had a Jamaican beef patty. Are they good? Jamaican, Jamaican beef patty. See, I love Jamaican food. So, ooh, I would love this. Okay, so let me explain it to you for those of you that don't know what it looks like. It kind of looks like an empanada, but it has beef in it. So it has beef. I don't know if it has veggies or anything. And it seems like all these different, a bunch of recipes just popped up. But anywho, I know this email is not about Jamaican beef patties, but anywho. By the way, the title of this email is Biffles for Liffle? I think not. Okay. She says, I was hoping you can lend an ear on the following. Me and my best friend from middle school decided to move in together across the country three years ago after college. It was originally supposed to be just me and her, but she met someone and asked if he can join. And I said, sure. So the three of us ventured out into post-college life. The thing about her boyfriend is that he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I kind of figured this was going to happen. During the three years of living together, he continually has done shady shit, i.e. asking me to watch untrained dog for two days and then turning it into three days without any warning or update the dog has terrible separation anxiety so he was vomiting and he was a messy basket case he's lost slash broken my stuff without telling me my pride and joy aka my air fryer (laughs) leaves his bloody nose tissues all over the bathroom ew and cooked ground beef and leaves cooked ground beef on the countertops for days what is with you guys in ground beef I've addressed it to both of them and it never got better. The real T was him getting COVID from work because he wasn't wearing a mask at work the whole time. He's a firefighter slash first responder. This caused me to have to change travel plans and wait for a test. And he had symptoms for weeks and didn't tell me or get tested. He decided until someone at his job tested positive that he would actually get a test. I'm immune compromised and on serious meds for daily use to manage. When I addressed how irresponsible they were about fucking COVID, she suggested I still take my flight and they'll pay for me to stay at a hotel before my flight, before I even got a test. Like, are you dumb? So basically she was trying to push me out of my own home to let him have the entire three bedroom house. When I asked her what the precautions he was taking at work, he said, I don't know what we we don't have to wear masks, bro. You're a first responder. Your job is literally to save people. What the fuck? Anyway, ever since I respectfully addressed it to her, she has been avoiding me like the plague. They both are. No apology, no acknowledgement, or how about how irresponsible they both were and are. She even had the audacity to say, "Well, we really don't know how to get COVID. How he got COVID." One of us could have brought it into the house. Girl, huh? I always wore a mask and didn't do social gatherings, etc. It's been almost a year of living with them since the situation. And I basically lost my best friend to a stupid ass boy. He continually dis- disrespects me in a communal living space. And she always defends it time and time again. Am I, I'm getting ready to finally move out. Is the friendship really done? Or is there a chance that she'll see how I felt once we're not living together? Let me know. Thank you for reading. Shout out to you and your beautiful cats. XOXOXO um okay this is why it gets messy when you start bringing boyfriends in when when you got a roommate and you're living with your friend it gets messy girl like not for nothing I don't even want to live with my boyfriend you think I want to live with your smelly ass boyfriend that leaves ground beef on the damn countertop I would I would take the ground beef and I would put it in his room and say oh you're saving that what's that for what are we saving that for babes But yeah, it's, it's starting off. It's a recipe for disaster. And I would be surprised. I'm not saying this stuff could never happen, but I would be surprised if, if you guys ended up having like a very easy time living together, the three of you, but I don't think you're wrong. I think that he was being irresponsible and that's the thing with, with COVID and, and you have to think of others. Even if he was, you know, working and somebody at his work had it and he wasn't even feeling symptoms, you have to think about how you are capable of going out and hurting somebody else, whether it's a little old lady, somebody that's immune compromised, you have to think of others. And that was why, like, when we went to Fire Island, one of the, like, it had first started off, we found out somebody in the other house got COVID. We all got tested. We all got tested more than once because it's like, you don't know, you could, and then I'm here going to on the subway, going here, going there, like you do come in contact with so many other people. So it's like, just very irresponsible to not care. It's very irresponsible to not care. So you're not wrong. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. If I were you, I would move out and, and let the chips fall as they may. I wouldn't beg her to, you know, I wouldn't beg her to see things from my point of view. If she doesn't see it from your point of view, eh. she doesn't seem like she's, uh, I think she's just trying to ride for her, for her man, you know, but maybe she'll circle back and, and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm sorry for doing that. I, I was kind of just kind of going with him, but keep us posted on that girl. But I think you got to move. That's all you got to move. And that's it. And if you're trying to salvage your friendship, your best case scenario is moving because otherwise it's not going to work. So let's do these fuck, marry, kills that you guys had sent in. So one of them is the, the, you know what, let's do this one. A paleontologist, a porn star and a brain surgeon. Okay. I want to marry the brain surgeon because I would be so interested in just talking to a brain surgeon. I mean, the whole thing is insane to me. I can't even imagine what type of person operates on brains. And I know that I would have a million freaking questions for that man. So our entire marriage would be me asking questions about the damn brain. And wanting the tea about work. I'm going to be like, what happened in the brain surgery surgery room today? Babe, I love you. So that, and then I would probably, okay, so then it's like a paleontologist and a porn star. I guess you would, would, would you fuck the porn star? I don't know. I feel like I would be more interested in the paleontologist because um, it would be a little bit more of a mystery of like, ooh, this might be exciting. This is different, you know? Sometimes, I swear to you, sometimes the nerdy ones really end up being impressive. Just- interesting cool good people right i'm gonna go i'm gonna uh, and then i have but then i have to kill the porn star that's not fair to the damn porn star but it seems like that's what's got to happen that's my answer and then this we're saving the best for last year you guys we're gonna do a fudge mary kill that's right a fudge mary kill that a listener sent in okay Muffins, donuts, and waffles. Now this one's really hard because I love all of these things. But when when it's, when it's difficult like this, I think of which one I like the least and then that's the one that I kill. So muffins, donuts, and waffles. I love muffins. I love a tote. Here's the thing. Donuts, I love all the time. I love them. I love Dunkin' Donuts. I love fancier donuts. I will eat a donut any time of day. So, and waffles, you can't go wrong with a waffle. But to me, there is such thing as a bad muffin. I've had one and I don't appreciate that. I love a toasted muffin with butter. That's my favorite thing. And I love the top of a muffin. If you've ever seen that Seinfeld episode, top of the muffin to you. But, so I'm going to have to kill muffins, unfortunately. Now, Am I marrying donuts or am I marrying waffles? I think I'm going to marry donuts because like I said, I will eat a donut breakfast, lunch, and dinner from anywhere. There's no such thing to me as a bad donut. There's no such thing to me as a bad donut. I've never experienced that. And I'm going to fudge waffles because I love them. And I can't kill them. I had to kill the muffins. Also, the donut and the waffles are the most... Um, they're the most like tried and true they are, they're there's they're a sweet treat they're a good sweet treat muffins i feel like sometimes you get a brand muffin you get a muffin that's really just like a healthy muffin in which case i'm not interested in that so you got to kill the muffin and that's that you guys i hope you're all well um again you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and if i didn't get to your question this week you could send it back in and bump it up sometimes things get all jumbled and mind you i did start and stop this podcast a million times because it was like a war zone in here so So I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you have a good one and we'll talk soon. Bye.